We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome into a Saturday edition of a Pack-A-Day podcast, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thank you so much for making us part of your day today. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be taking you through this podcast today, Saturday, and uh, hopefully you are able to watch some college football today. Go Bucky, Badger fan here. Not sure who you're rooting for as a college team, but... Football is back nonetheless as a whole. College, we've had our first professional game now. And I got to say, feels good to be 1-0 and before anybody else has even played a game. So congratulations to us, Packer fans, and to the team, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, going on the road and getting a division win to start the Rodgers LaFleur era. That is awesome, and I know you're all so very excited and happy about that, so that is great. Let's jump into some news, though, not necessarily related to the Packers, but something that is definitely worth talking about because it's important. You probably, by the time you are hearing my voice say this, are aware that the Oakland Raiders have released wide receiver Antonio Brown. And I know what some of you are thinking. Should the Packers consider signing Antonio Brown? Just, this is the easiest way to put it. Nay. 
nie. Nem. Naj. No. Hajid. Ni. Hon. Ej. Ti tak. Njet. Ni. Najm. La. Ochi. No. Ne. 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 Ara. Ej. No. Loch. Ne, nej, je, ne, jo, ne, nu, ne, nie, ne, 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 no, na, voć, joks, jok, 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 hindi. So if you didn't follow any of that, as that was a bunch of different languages, we'll just put the Antonio Brown signing to the Packers in very simple terms. No! No, it's a dumb idea. Moving on. Going back to Thursday night, lots of thoughts, lots of feelings, right? 10-3 victory, and it wasn't the game that many of us expected, right? 10-3, certainly not anything that we were hoping for. New offense, new coaching styles, Lots of lots of new for the Packers, offense and defensively. And 10 points from Aaron Rodgers seems very low. Not what we were necessarily hoping for, but at the same time, can you really be all that surprised given that it's a new offense that not only has Aaron Rodgers not run before, but a lot of these players are learning right along with Aaron. So... The first quarter, let's just let's just put it like this. First quarter, let's just not talk about it. It was bad. We can all agree. We don't have to analyze the first quarter. It took them a little bit of time to get going. And to be fair, that's really not all that surprising. I was more surprised at how bad it looked in the first quarter than the fact that it didn't look like what we thought it would. Like, you can't be surprised that it looked rusty. How bad it looked was different, but they eventually got it going. And, you know, this is this is something, guys, it's going to take some time. It's just the reality of it. It's going to take a few weeks for them to totally get into the rhythm, the groove, you know. And not only is it as much the players learning how this offense runs, how it works, all the intricacies of it but some of it is Matt LaFleur as well balancing being the head coach on the sideline because even though Matt LaFleur is the play caller for the offense he is still the head coach which means he has responsibilities far beyond just calling the plays so some of it's going to be just Matt LaFleur balancing being that head coach calling the plays kind of everybody getting into a groove, right? It's going to take a little bit of time. So don't be alarmed. Also, another thing, I mean, it's it, the Bears' defense is still really good. I mean, it, it don't discount the Bears' defense as part of the reason why the offense only scored 10 points. Now, if you are a Bears fan, you're probably steaming because how many – like, it's not good for the league – if Aaron Rodgers can say, I only have to score 10 points to beat you. Now, obviously, the Bears' offense is not the best. They're going to face better quarterbacks, better offenses throughout the season. But just think about the defense for a second in terms of Aaron Rodgers put up 10 points through four quarters, and that was enough to beat an NFL team. 
most times, if you're a team holding Aaron Rodgers to 10 points, how, how are you not winning that game? So defensively, we should all be, and I know you are all very excited about how good the defense looked, and it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. And, but it's weird because I don't know how you guys felt during the game, but when I was watching, especially the fourth quarter, I was just waiting for the defense to blow the game because that's what we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing, you know, okay, don't bend, don't bend, but don't break. And, you know, then the fourth quarter comes along and they can't stop a nosebleed, right? And you kind of saw it on that drive that Adrian Amos ended up with the interception in the end zone. That was the best drive the Bears had put together all all night. And that's kind of when I thought it was going to happen in the turnover. Spectacular. I don't know if ironic is technically the right word, but uh, just very cool that Adrian Amos was the player to get the interception. Um, but the one thing I want to focus on, and you can let me know whether you agree or disagree, the one thing that really stood out to me Thursday night in the game that looked different from last year and what his reasoning behind why it is, we probably will never know for sure. But the one thing that I noticed from Thursday night's game that was really kind of interesting to me was the way that Aaron Rodgers played the entire game. And it really stood out to me on the only drive that they scored a touchdown. The touchdown pass that he threw to Jimmy Graham was was a jump ball, plain and simple. He he threw it up for Jimmy Graham and basically said, Jimmy Graham's big, strong, and I'm trusting that he's going to go get it. It's a play to me, though, that I feel like last year's Aaron Rodgers would have thrown that ball out of the back of the end zone. I could be wrong, but just from what we saw from Aaron last year, last season, that seemed like a play that he would have just thrown the ball out of the back of the end zone and said, we'll try it again the next down. And he kind of did that throughout the night where he made passes that, and again, it's, it's a good thing, but it's just, it's, it's just, it kind of, it, it, it had, Thursday night had a very different feel than any game from last year because Aaron last year threw a lot of balls out of bounds, just throwing the ball away and, you know, there's speculation as to why he was doing that all of last year. I, I don't want to talk about that necessarily, but I, I think it is worthy of note that there's something very different about this year, whether he likes the play calling, whether he feels like he has something to prove, whatever it is, he had quite a few passes throughout the night. Uh, another one I can think of was in the, I think it was in the fourth quarter, he scrambled out and he threw a back shoulder pass to Mercedes Lewis and and Mercedes, it it was incomplete, but it it was a very tight windowed ball. And he just seems to be trying to not necessarily make plays that aren't there, but it seems like he's willing to put the ball out there a little bit more. And I think that's a good thing because there was a lot of frustration last year. I know many of you had that frustration of Aaron just, throwing balls away, and whatever, like I said, whatever the reason, I don't know, but that's, that's the one thing of Aaron Rodgers that stood out to me Thursday night was he seemed to have a little bit more willingness to try to fit balls into 
certain tight windows that I don't think we would have seen last year. And the Jimmy Graham touchdown pass, to me, was absolutely the one that I figured last year's Aaron Rodgers would have thrown out of the back of the end zone. So, that being said, I don't know. Maybe it was just it was the opening game. I don't know. Maybe that won't be a consistent trend. Only time will tell, obviously. But it just interesting to kind of note, he seemed like he was taking a few more, I don't want to call them necessarily risks, but, you know, he seemed, and maybe it's just trust. Maybe some of it is he's been working with Jimmy Graham now for two years, Mercedes Lewis, this is the second year. You know, maybe it is just a trust issue of he trusts them more now. But just something that stood out to me I thought was very interesting, the... uh the, the trust that he seemed to have. And another play that kind of stood out to me as far as a play that really kind of changed the game was their their last scoring drive in the fourth quarter. Trevor Davis was the only receiver in the game when they were backed up on the five-yard line. Now, granted, Trevor Davis was wide open on that play, but quick drop back, got the ball out, got him out of trouble. Those are things that we need to see Aaron Rodgers do. And one thing that I really am hoping that Aaron Rodgers learned from Thursday night is that he doesn't have to play hero ball anymore. He shouldn't have to. This defense is good enough now, or, well, through one game at least anyway. You can only hope that it continues. But as of right now, he should feel comfortable like that he doesn't have to make every play that he can it's okay to punt not that you want to but it's it's okay instead of trying to make some a miraculous hero play it's okay to punt the ball away and let your defense get the ball back for you so that's kind of what I'm hoping to see from Aaron but moving forward too as far as the concerns for the offense Again, not what we were all totally hoping for. I don't think it looked bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't necessarily what we were all expecting. And again, when you look at some of the defenses they play in the first five weeks, they just got done with Chicago. Now they've got Minnesota. Minnesota's got a great defense as well. Then they follow that up with Denver. Denver's got a great defense. They've got great pass rushers as well. Then you have Philadelphia right after that, and Philadelphia's got a good defense. And then immediately after that, you have Dallas on the road, and that's a great defense. So some of it needs to be kept in perspective of they're playing Green Bay starting the season with some really good defenses with some really talented pass rushers that will be coming after Aaron. So give it a couple of weeks. Don't, don't totally freak out don't totally panic if it's if it's not looking like an explosive fireworks show it's not gonna it's I don't think it's ever gonna look don't don't have the expectations of having it look like the Chiefs from last year I don't think I don't think you're gonna get that I don't think that's what it's supposed to be but I I I don't think they're gonna I think they're gonna score more than 10 points next weekend against Minnesota but just know that it the first five weeks, they're, they're going to be tested offensively because they're going up against good defenses. So a combination of great defenses and a combination of everybody still just trying to learn the offense, try to figure things out, it's going to be a little bit of 
of work. So, you know, don't don't totally jump overboard if it's not, you know, if they're not putting up 35, 36, 37, 38 points. And the other thing is, too, is something that we can all take some solace in. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to do that anymore. Like, if Aaron Rodgers can get to 24 to 28 points a game, like, if, if you can score that many now. Granted, in the NFL, that's that's you know, that's pretty good anyway, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to score 35 points anymore. That defense, solid. Have faith in that defense. There's a lot of good that's going to come out of that side of the ball, and I think for the first time since the Super Bowl run back in 2010, we're going to actually enjoy watching this Packers defense play football. Preston and Zadarius Smith are awesome, and a lot of the things that I loved seeing from them that we hadn't seen from as as and this is not me banging on Clay Matthews, but a lot of what I saw from when I watched Clay Matthews was with certain read options, he would just kind of guess at where the ball was going and hope that he was right. A lot of what I saw from Preston and Zadarius Smith uh, Thursday night against plays like that, they really stayed home and they watched for where the ball was going. And that is that is refreshing to see, that they're just not guessing where the ball is going to be going but they're 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 waiting out the play, seeing where it's going, and then attacking the ball. That's really exciting. It was a lot of fun to watch. So, again, it's going to take some time. It's it's not going to be perfect. It it's it. There's a little bit, little bit of groove to get into, and the defenses they're playing. It's not going to necessarily help matters as far as learning it and scoring points and everything. But again. Offensively, I still be optimistic, still be excited. It's one game. Again, it, there's so much we can take away from one game, but there's also so much that we can't take away. I tweeted about this before the game. Last year, the Bears started off the season by losing a road divisional game in spectacular fashion. We all remember that game. The Bears went on to finish the season 12-4 and and won the division. My point being is is there's a lot we can take away from week one, but it doesn't necessarily mean that week one defines how the season's going to go. The offense is going to get better. There's going to be weekends where the, where the defense maybe doesn't play as well as it did Thursday night. There's going to be Sundays where J.K. Scott doesn't punt like he did, and he was probably the MVP of the game for the Packers. So... We can take away good things, we can criticize the bad things, but ultimately you can't really we're not going to be able to make a definitive decision about this offense, about this team till maybe week 5 or week 6. So, give it time, enjoy the win. It's a big one. They as many of you probably have already noticed or noted yourself, the Packers have already through one week matched their division wins from last year and their road wins from last year. Through one week. That's exciting. That's good. And it's good to get those wins in. And so enjoy the victory. It's it's awesome. It's fun. And that's how it should be. So enjoy the win. Don't go overboard on what happened or what didn't happen. It's going to take some time. They're going to get there. This team's going to look completely different come November and December and hopefully for the better. So with that in mind, just one last reminder before I wrap up with you guys today here. 
please, please, please remember this. If you're going to have a conversation about potentially signing Antonio Brown. No! No! Please, it's not a good idea for anyone. All right? All right. With that said, thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, and make sure that you follow the podcast on Twitter, at Packaday Podcast, and make sure that you go through and follow all of the contributors to Packaday Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, at SportsMitty. And, yes, now that the season has started, you'll probably see me tweet a little bit more. I don't really do so in the off season, as Jacob Westendorf will always point out. I'm not that great of a follow, but that's neither here nor there. Also, thank you, Jacob and Maggie, for filling in for me on Wednesday. I really appreciate you guys doing it without me. I'm feeling much better. Uh, New married life, stress, all that kind of stuff, I think, came to a head for me. So glad to be back on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. Enjoy college football today. Make sure that you tune in and watch the NFL tomorrow. Keep an eye on that Vikings-Falcons game. That's going to be a big one. We get 10 days now to prepare for the Vikings next weekend, and hopefully they're coming to Lambeau with an 0-1 record. So with that being said, thanks so much for listening, everyone. And as always, Go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.